Episode 37. Yeah. The big 3-7 of Offbeat Tracks. Here we it's, are. It's a milestone, I think. Yes. And she may not want to talk about love, but we are here today to talk about Miss Danielle Brisebois. Did you just come up with that? Were you I did. That's good. Cool. No, I came that up with that. good. Nice. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yes, we're here to talk about Miss Danielle Brisebois, um, mm-hmm. who was a child actress yes. turned 90s alt-rock musician? I don't know. Alt-rock? Like, Is that me- fair? I don't know what that was called. Pop it was rock, like, riot girl rock, riot girl pop, riot pop, riot pop. Well, it's not like, to me, it's not like riot girl because it's like not hard enough to be riot girl. It's right. like that mid 90s could fit on light 106.9. Yeah, but not really. I mean, it's like, it's not poppy enough for that. Yeah, like, they I wouldn't don't have, know. Anyway, um, so Danielle was a child actress. Uh, mm-hmm. She was on All in the Family, which is a show that I never watched. Um, no, I had to watch that. When so, I was a kid. so did you know her from this show? Like, do you, yeah, this character, knew, her yeah. character's name was uh, Stephanie Mills. Not that Stephanie Mills. Though. Yes, not that that's That would Mills. often be talked about on Offbeat. Yes, that's it's true. A different Stephanie Mills. <laughs> no, a little bit. I was really little when I used to have to watch All in the Family reruns because my mom thinks that's like one of the best shows ever made. You know, I'm just like, this guy's just a racist yelling at stuff. Yeah, exactly. I never understood the appeal. you know, that's really fun in the 70s. And then so her character, Stephanie Mills, I think was somebody's niece who ends yeah. up getting sent to live with them in the last couple seasons of the show. It's and a then real she, jump the shark moment. She was like a part of the one of the spinoffs they did also. Mm-hmm. She was on that show. Um, her She describes herself on her website, not even first as a musician. She describes herself on her website as a Golden Globe nominated ex-child actress. <laughs> that's her like her title. <laughs> She should really look to the future. So, I guess she's very, <laughs> very like, pleased with her work on. I'm just like all if I family. had that on a business Which, card, I, mean, I would not get hired. I, if I were on All in the Family, like I would probably be pretty excited about it. I mean, regardless of our thoughts, it is considered like an it iconic is, it show. It is a very good show. Sally so. Struthers was on it, so you know it was good. That's right. So, the, and Rob Reiner too. <laughs> Rob Reiner. So, like the fact that she was part of that, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Considering that I think most people don't know that she had a music career or mm-hmm. does music. Yep. Um, she also acted um, in Annie on Broadway as a child. Um, uh, as a, She played one of the orphan characters named Molly. I don't know if this is true, but I read that when Jay-Z made his song Hard Knock Life and he did like the little samples yeah. for that, that she's one of the voices that you hear oh, like that's in the sample. Probably, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, if she's part of an original like Broadway cast recording that came out at the time, that would make sense. Did she get a credit on it? I don't know. She should. She should be asking for that money. Yes. Anyway, I would. So sometime after her um, acting career uh, was finished, Danielle wanted to hop into the music biz, and she met um, her friend and longtime collaborator, Greg Alexander, Mm -hmm. who would uh, be on both of her albums and uh, collab with her on other projects that we'll talk about in just a little bit. But um, her first record came out in 1994. So she was in her 20s at this point. Yeah. Um. The, the album is called Arrive All Over You. And before we talk about any of the music, I just want to know, are you reading this title the same way that I am? I think I am. Okay. Just making sure. Uh-huh. That's a pretty clear double entendre, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know about the clearest double entendre, but... Yeah, I mean, it's a silly double entendre, but... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'm, just... I'm gonna arrive! Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> you arrived all over me. <laughs> okay. Just making sure we were reading that the same ar- way. <laughs> Just um, arrived in my pants. That's crazy. Anyway. I found an old interview that she did uh, with the LA Times, and she said 
that uh, of, of speaking of this album, her, her own album, she said it did really well in England, Germany and Europe. But in America, we had a bit of a struggle because it was coming out at the same time as Pearl Jam. <laughs> I'm, I'm not understanding the connection there. <laughs> um, so she's mad at grunge. I, yeah. I mean, to me, these are two different fan bases, but perhaps yeah, that was. I'm thinking this is like pre-Lilith Lilith Fair fan base. I'm not sure they care about Eddie Vedder. Yeah, maybe we're on to something here because, see, I'm I'm describing her as like Riot Girl Rock or, or that kind of thing because to me that seems like the audience she was going for, the Pearl Jam audience. And I think in her mind, clearly, maybe that's that was, what it that is. was what it was. Yeah, it didn't come out that way. No, but it didn't. You're right, and yeah. I I didn't really think about that. That maybe she just missed the mark and she was not targeting yeah, the people like, that me, like, she ended up actually like making music that appealed to them you know right girl I, don't know. I think came out of seattle it's a about terrible the same sentence, time but you know what i meant like bikini kills and like kathleen hannah and all them and la tigra that all came out of right that whole scene and it's, she does not sound like any of that right because to, well, to me tried. like the bikini kill and la tigra like that's what would become like what peaches started doing in the yes. early 2000s like that's yeah. the natural progression of that this i agree with you it was more <sighs> it's it's not quite tori amos it's too it's it's too poppy to be Tori Amos, and it's a little bit too rock oriented. A little, too, it has too much edge to be Tori. Amos. To me, it's like a little bit Joan Osborne meets like kind of a sunnier, like something with some flowers. Yeah, and you actually, you know who? Like we, maybe a little Jan Arden. Okay, yes. Well, I think Jan Arden's a little soft, but I, you mean I think like one hit wonder versus one hit wonder. It's like. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, you know, who's actually probably a pretty fair comparison to yeah. Danielle is another person we've talked about on this show, Jane Weedlin. You know I think what? that yeah, yeah, it's kind of in the same sort of spirit. Yeah, it's very it's it's kind of in your face. Um, I I don't know. It it's it's kind of hard to categorize. We'll just we'll yes. go with that. It's okay. um that mid nineties weird stuff. Yeah, to me, like it has the sixties throwback kind of sound to it, but it's still very nineties and mm-hmm. it's very emotional. It's very emotive. There's a lot of like rock structure happening to it. No no electronics in sight. Um. So anyway. Uh, let, let's talk about a couple of these tracks on uh, Arrive All Over You, this first album from 1980. I know, I can't even I'm say it with a giggling. straight face. <laughs> uh, Daniel's first single she dropped off of this was What If God Fell From The Sky. Yes. Um, which is a pretty good introduction to her music if you've never heard it before. Um, it kind of starts with her. Danielle has like two modes of singing. She has mm-hmm. this kind of breathy delivery that's like <laughs> that's like very soft and very... And then she has this like... <laughs> Like this, like kind of, you know, loud, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like this yes. warbly kind of, exactly, she yeah. sings in key. It's not like, it's not like screaming, but oh, you know, gosh. she's very, she's, she gets loud. And it's those, those she's are like her. arriving all over her, you, Matt. <laughs> Those are like <laughs> what you expect her two modes. And she changes back and forth between them uh, in this song uh, many times. Like this is also like, I don't know. I can't, I was never really into this kind of sound ever like as a kid or even as an adult. So it's funny because it all all of these kind of artists sound the same to me. And whenever I think of the song, like I'm looking at it, it just reminds me of Joan Osborne. And it was like, what if God fell from the sky? Which is what I always... <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. Like just stick them together. So that's... um. <laughs> That's my take. Oh, what if God had a dolphin's feelings? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sean Penn makes it to all the decades. That's right. I actually really, really love the lyrical content of this song, too, Mm -hmm. because she's I, I feel like she wrote this song out of annoyance with 
people who are speculating about things that aren't worth speculating about. It's like when you're trying to have a tangible conversation with someone about a real issue that is bothering you or affecting your lives or a problem that needs to be solved or something, and they start going out in space and pulling out all these crazy hypotheticals. And so that's kind of like, I see this song as a response to that. It's kind of, okay, well, what if God fell from the sky? Like, why are we talking about shit that's not worth talking about because it's not happening? Earlier, there was an O.J. Simpson special on TV about all the alternative theories. And I thought the same thing. What if God (laughs) fell from the sky? O.J. did it. It's like that. (laughs) I was 12, so trusting. You take hands, put on me. You So last week we got to talk about Lips Inc.'s weird cover of the A song, How Long. So here's another strange cover like, why in the world did you pick that song? Uh, Danielle covered the uh, the 60s song, Gimme Little Sign, which if you don't know by title, you will know this song. Yes. The Just Gimme Some Kind of Sign Girl. Yes, that song. Uh, did you have any idea, by the way, who did the original on this? No, I've never even thought about it. I, I totally... I, I mean, I've, I've no, never once thought about it. Okay, well, you you know the song. Everybody oh, yeah. knows that that this old Motown, just give me some kind of sign, girl. I always thought that that was either the Temptations or the Four Tops. I just thought it was one of those iconic big groups that everybody knows from yeah. that era. Nope. Was it one hit wonder? A guy named Brenton Wood. Brenton? There, there you go. From 1967. Like, I had no idea. It <laughs> sounds like a name that people name their children now. Indeed. Brenton. Brenton Wood. 1967. Give me a little sign. And Danielle covers it on uh, 1994's Arrive All Over You. I just wanted to say it again. Yeah. And it's the second <laughs> single. Um, this was kind of a big thing, though, in the 90s. Like, uh, the 60s throwback. Yeah, re- throwing, throwing back the 60s. Yeah, it, it was a big, big thing. It became, like, by the it end of the cycles, decade. cycles, you know. Yeah, by the end of the decade, it became, like, throwing back the 70s became a cool thing. But, yeah, mm-hmm. at this at this point, like, the hippie thing was very much in. Like, you had Blind Melons, No Rain was was a big yes. hit. Yeah. Just that, that kind of... I think it's like a Hippie cycle. Spirit came like back. every ten years, like it did happen in the mid '80s too. Like there's a ton of covers of old '60s songs in the '80s, and I think it just cycled back. I remember getting like flower power shirts. Yeah, I wore a ton of tie dye. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I'm a hippie. I was like, not a hippie. You kind of sounded like Danielle Breesbaugh. Yeah, <laughs> we do have the same name. <laughs> you too. Um, I, I actually I like this little cover. I think she did a really nice job with the song. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it you know she she definitely did it in her style. Which and is, you should always do that with a cover. Yep, it works.
should say, by the way, that that was a fairly minor hit in uh, a few European countries. So that that she she did have some chart success in uh, Germany and the UK and I think a couple other places with with that one. So um, now we're going to get to uh, this the whole song that I the reason that I know Daniel Brisbois. Mm-hmm. I think this song was on a compilation that I had or something of '90s alt rockers. Um, it's this fantastic song called "Don't Want to Talk About Love." Did you know this song before? I, before I've heard it like once. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's. It I don't I think it was a single as best I can tell the single I mean they shot a music video for it so I would assume yeah. it was a single and you know that wasn't really something you did in the nineties if the song wasn't a single mm-hmm. um, it, yeah, it did it's... not chart at all and I I can I do not really? understand why I I I mean this is such a great nineties mid nineties alt rock song it is yeah it's really good I really like this song yeah. yeah. I actually didn't know it was her. I had heard it before, but I never knew it was her. I just, I love her delivery. Her, her, her strange, her very unique delivery style really, really works for this song. And yep. um, I don't know if not she much else to say about, about it. She no. wants to do it. That's right. Just give it to me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish the listeners um, could have seen your face. when you. <laughs> um, I also, I have a thing for like non-rhyming in pop songs. I really I love when people write write lyrics do that don't rhyme and I love that she wrote a non-rhyming chorus. I just think that's cool. I I really wish that people would do that more cuz there's some songs that I hear that is just like, oh, "Okay, cool." Like to me like Uptown Girl, it's like the worst song cuz I'm pretty sure that's just like words that rhyme. <laughs> you are it's like 100% not correct. smarter than anything, but it's like but these words rhyme. <laughs> I don't know. Like it drives me up the wall. Anyway, you should sacrifice oh, the rhyming for good music in that song. Maybe we could petition Danielle to do a cover of Uptown Girl and rewrite it so none of it rhymes. <laughs> it's got to be better than the original shit. Danielle would only release one more album. That's 1999's Portable Life. Love that title. It's like pre-cell phone. Yeah. It's maybe she was. Maybe that was a big. That was kind of a big thing in well, the late 90s, right? Like the, the idea of portability, like that was kind of becoming a thing. So yeah, there were like little cell phones. It probably sounded it. very futuristic at the time, like portable life. Check but out it, my PDA. Yeah, but it, it's also kind <laughs> of. It's also kind of like. Pre-emo, kind of? Like, my life is portable. (laughs) You know? You can read it a couple of ways, I guess. Next time I go see my therapist, I'm going to walk in and say, my life is portable. My life just feels so portable. (laughs) So, yeah, this was 1999. Her sound definitely graduated. It's not... um... I'm sorry, my life just feels so portable. (laughs) Having a dolphin's moment. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, she definitely she has a more graduated sound, I think, on this record. It's yeah. not it the 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 first record's a bit more youthful, a little bit of angsty stuff going on there. This one not so much. It's more um I think music graduated to that too by yes. the late nineties. Um I I as I noted it here, it's like she went from an alt rock show to a coffee house, kind of. Yep. Um she did still keep her little 
her howling her her higher register when she starts yelling which i love i love that she kept that she didn't change it <laughs> uh she her first and i think probably her only single off of this record was called i've had it which is really funny because i've had it sounds you're expecting something like angry like damn it i've had it and this is actually pretty pretty calm yeah i mean you gotta mask your emotions somehow <laughs> yeah <laughs> just wanted to mention one more cut from this record uh called called stop it hurts you're killing me don't stop (laughs) (laughs) it's a ridiculous title Mm -hmm. kind of a ridiculous song also i really liked it um yeah it it is kind of a ridiculous title because there's no (laughs) punctuation in it so that again makes a couple different ways you can read it Mm -hmm. like it's stop it hurts you're killing (laughs) stop it hurts you're killing me comma don't comma stop or stop it hurts you're killing me comma don't stop. You know, you're not really sure if she actually wants you to stop. Wow. Yeah, isn't that deep? It's like an episode of SVU. <laughs> Punctuation would have helped us here, Danielle. Wow. Um, this is, like, sound-wise, though, it's kind of like Bonnie Raitt meets Garbage. Yes, like I got kind is of a fair? Garbage feel in it. Which yeah. I loved Garbage back in the day. Oh, totally. Oh, love them. Um, yeah, it reminded me a little bit of Garbage. I think that's why I liked it so much. So even though Portable Life came out in 1999, and that would be Danielle's uh, final album to date, um, we should mention that by that time she had already joined up with another group that was having minor chart success, more than she ever had as a solo artist. Greg Alexander, who we mentioned at the top of the show, was her longtime collaborator. She and Greg formed the group New Radicals yes. in uh, 1998, and of course they that's when they dropped their first record and had a big hit with... Um, you only get what you give. Yes, you get what you give. Thank you. One I couldn't, of my couldn't come up with the title. Favorites. Yes. Ever. Courtney Loves and Marilyn Manson's. You're all fake. Run <laughs> to your mansions, et cetera, et cetera. Come around. Uh, I'll kick your ass in. Th- that's I don't right. know if it's asses or ass in, but I was like. <laughs> I always liked ass in better. I always liked ass in. I'm fine with it either way. We'll kick your ass in. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the Danielle was in that group. Mm-hmm. Um, she is uh, still a songwriter. Um, oh wow! She wrote the songs "Unwritten" and "Pocket Full of Sunshine" for Natasha Bedingfield. Yes, uh, 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 which have been inspiring Starbucks moms for nearly a decade now. Whatever. The Hills is a great show. Unwritten, <laughs> it will forever be in my heart. Thank you, Danielle. Uh, she also sang a demo version of the Kelly Clarkson song Low before it was given to Kelly. Uh, the guy who wrote it uh, knew Danielle, I guess, and was like, hey, can you cut a demo of this? So somewhere out there, there's a demo floating around of Danielle wow. singing the Kelly Clarkson song Low. Uh, she also wrote uh, Adam Levine's song Lost Stars. 
I don't know if that was credited to Adam uh, Adam Levine and Maroon Five, but she and Greg Alexander wrote that, and they got an Oscar nomination for it. Wow! So that's what Ms. Danielle has been. She's up to. with that on her business card, not the right. other thing. Right? Why would she have the Golden Globe, <laughs> Golden Globe nominated and not Oscar nominated? Um, uh, also worth noting, by the way, in that little bio she has of herself on her website, uh, the last sentence of it says, I am on the notable residence of Conarzy, Con- Brooklyn list on Wikipedia. Wacky, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last sentence of her bio on her website. <laughs> Wacky. <laughs> oh. We tend to pick really good... We, we we tend to pick artists with really ridiculous websites. <laughs> oh, I just noticed, too, she did add another paragraph in here. She added one sentence after her little blurb that says, Also, I am now an Academy Award nominee for the song Lost Stars from the film Begin Again, which I co-wrote with my best friend Greg Alexander. There Aww. you go. You guys like hang out all the time. Probably. I mean, it seemed she, she talked about him a lot in that L.A. Times article that I read, too. I think they've just been friends for a long time. Um, Do you think they're in love? No, she's married. She has she's married and has kids with some other dude. Oh, but she she and Greg are just buddies. Mm, I suspect. Well, there's pl- platonic friendship is real. That's very true. Yeah, but I don't know. I, just I think feel that like... I think that's cool. I think I think it's. Really I'm just cool. saying I'm shipping them. If oh. they would, I'm shipping. I mean, it. I think if I think if they were inclined, they probably it probably would have happened by now. They've known each other. I bet for they've like, banged at least once. They've known each other for thirty years. I'm speculating a lot. What if God <laughs> fell from the sky? What if God fell from the sky? <laughs> like, Who knows? What if Danielle released a cover of Uptown Girl where none of the words rhymed? What if my life weren't so portable? <laughs> Oh, well, we're here to answer all these questions. Actually, we're not here to answer any of these. We're just here to ask them. Offbeat life. They're up to you to answer. So thank you very much for listening. Um, You can find us online at offbeattrackscast.com. You can go back and listen to all 37 episodes right there. We dare you. If you do it all in like, well, you can't do it all in one day, but just do them. Just don't sleep until they're over. We'll give you some sort of prize. So let's not encourage people to not sleep. That's That's very true. (laughs) the the, the world is litigious enough and we talk a lot of shit about people on this show so let's just just not make our lives harder actually you probably shouldn't listen to any of the episodes you shouldn't listen to anything we say just go listen to the music (laughs) go turn turn this off right now but please also follow us on twitter yes offbeat tracks (laughs) and tweet us and tell us what you would like us to ramble about next i feel like this is a jeb bush please clap yes please clap (laughs) (laughs) we should start closing the show with that clip please clap please clap all right we'll see you next week bye